If you want to go with the flow, live in the moment, wind in your hair kind of life, you need a forward thinking, prepared for anything kind of plan. Like the Audi Freeway Plan Extension. It extends your Audi's maintenance plan by an extra two years or up to 200,000 kilometers. And with free roadside assistance, living in the moment has never gone more according to plan. Visit your nearest Audi dealer today. T's and C's apply. Audi, Vorsprung durch Technik. Be financially smart. It's not how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Brought to you by FNB. How can we help you? Hashtag be financially smart. Right, it's 25 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. We are talking money with the team from FNB's Be Financially Smart. And I actually want to hear from you this afternoon about how you're managing your bond repayments. Do you have a property success story to share? You can give us a call on 011-883-0702. You can also SMS 31702 and WhatsApp and voice notes on 072-702-1702. Because, you know, often when we talk about money, it's the success stories that drive us to want to do better with our money. You know, every time you've heard someone who's gotten it right, you're just driven to make sure that you remain disciplined and you stay focused on your financial goals. Um, so today we're looking at uh, property investing as a good long-term investment. How long will it take you to pay for your bond? Because most South Africans take about 20, 25 to uh, 30 years. And as a result, the true cost of the bond increases dramatically thanks to the amount of interest that we end up paying. So there are ways in which we can be smarter about this. And we'll be breaking it down in a short while with Esther Osh. And um, she is from FNB's Be Financially Smart. Team, but it's been said that uh, don't wait to buy property, buy property and wait. It's a very big decision, huge decision. So, how do you make sure that uh, you turn it into a worthwhile investment? Good afternoon, Esther. Good afternoon, and good afternoon, listeners. I'm quite excited about this. I am as well. You know, property has always been regarded as an integral part of a person's portfolio and building the wealth and wealth creation. But I want to break that down a little bit more. So there's various different types of property investment that you get out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Just on the basic, you get your commercial property, you get industrial property, you get retail property, and then you get residential property. And today I'd like to focus on the residential property side. So the residential property, again, you've got two different types. You've got the one that you're staying in and the one that you're renting out. Yeah, yeah. is an investment property you know invariably there's a family member or a friend or someone that needs somewhere to crash for a couple of months and you rent that out all part of a bigger wealth creation strategy yeah but even the ones we're living in we can we, we can manage that absolutely to be and, a long-term investment and that's that's such a nice way of, of um, what i actually want to say next is you know if you look at some of the stats on average an average property purchase is seven hundred thousand rand okay and then a normal person sort of or the average person buys their first property at the age of 45 wow now if you think about it normally what people do is they buy their first property at 45 but then they retire at 65. So the potential of taking debt into retirement is huge. Mm. So you want to try and reduce that as much as possible. You want to make sure, and that's what I want to unpack today, is that you pay that property off and then you've got the leverage and the wealth creation that goes through. Yes, because this late age uh, at which uh, the average person enters the property market can be due to so many different Mm. things. You know, we have black tax in this country. We have a, a, a job market that is hard to get into so you may have the hopes you may have the ambitions but 
the reality might be different. You might not enter it before that. But, whoa, I didn't expect 45. It is. Precisely because it's so close to retirement it's age. It's very late. And especially since most people pay bonds off over 20 to 30 years. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily an easy thing to get on. And how these are other things and other factors that a person needs to consider when you buy a property. Mm-hmm. So there's a few costs that we need to consider. Yes, um, yes, yes. So how do we reap the rewards from a okay. property investment? So the first thing that you need to do when you start looking at your property, and I'll, I'll give a couple of tips at the end, is you need to look at the factors and the costs that you pay beforehand. So initiation fees, regardless of which financial institution you're with, they're going to charge you a bond initiation right. fee. Then um, transfer duties, very important on properties above 750,000 rand, works on a sliding scale. That's a mm-hmm. percentage of the property. Mm-hmm. Then the next fee is conveyancing fees. So you need to pay a conveyancer to actually transfer the property, which is a long drawn out process. Yes. I take my hat off to conveyances on a daily <laughs> basis. Thank you for doing all of that. Um, deeds registration fees and then stamp duties and admin fees. So you start taking all of that and it is a little bit of a barrier to entry into starting to buy a property, but you don't want to exactly what you said earlier. You don't want to leave it too late. The mm-hmm. earlier you get onto the property scale, pay your own bond and not someone else's bond, the better right. it is for you. Absolutely. And these costs of a lot of, a lot of people find themselves uh, surprised that they're all these costs and they have to come from your own pocket. Mm-hmm. Gone at the days when banks are giving 100% bonds. Or 110% bonds. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what it would be. That's what it would be yeah. in this case. Uh, uh, so these costs won't come from the bank. They have to be your own savings and then plus uh, your own uh, deposit towards mm. that particular property. So it's a long game. You have to really stay disciplined. Um, so this 20 to 30 year period. I mean, oh, okay. it's a lifetime. So, so I have, <laughs> it is a lifetime. But you know what? Every bond repayment that you're paying, you think of it this way, is you're paying your own asset. You're paying yourself. And I actually want to unpack that. So uh-huh. I've gone into the F&B home loan calculator and I've run a couple of factors. And okay. I'm going to pack up and unpack a few things here. So are we working with that 700,000 Rand property? I'm working with a 700,000 Rand property. So mm-hmm. you take a loan amount and this calculator is available on the website. So you just... Uh, tick on it there. Yeah. You take a loan of 700,000 Rand with an interest rate of 10%. Now, we all know prime rate at the moment is running at about 10%. So it does not mean that you're going to get a 10% rate mm. at, the, at the bank. It is obviously very dependent on your own personal credit profile and all that. But it, for today's calculation, let's use 10%. Yes. And the loan term of 20 years, which is 240 months, yes. Esther. 240 and months. It's very, very scary. Not days, but months. Oh. It's very scary. Um so what you're going to look at there in terms of your transfer costs and bond costs, so these are the f- upfront fees that you need to, or the upfront cash that you need to have available. You're looking at about just under 40,000 Rand that you need available for there. Uh-huh. Um, so about 39,650, which you need to have available. Then mm-hmm. you also need to have a monthly repayment on that, which you're looking at just under 7,000 Rand, about 6,800 Rand is your monthly repayment. Okay. Now this is where it starts getting scary. Your total interest on that loan over that period is one is nine hundred and twenty thousand rand. So the interest on nine hundred and thirty thousand rand is greater yeah. than the value of the property, which is seven hundred thousand rand, yeah. which is what we're working with for this example. So your total <gasps> loan repayment comes in at about one point six mil, which is I mean that's a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, it really, really is. But now it's like I'm more na- than double the value of the property. <laughs> But now I'm going to make a couple of people even more um, bleak, if I can put it that way. <laughs> Let's start unpacking a few things. A thousand rand a month. Yeah. Good pair of shoes, right? Yes. Nice, really nice pair of shoes. Really nice. Mm-hmm. The sales on at the moment. If you start putting that into your bond, 
Mm-hmm. So instead of buying that pair of shoes and you put that into your bond, your interest rate, the total interest that you drop that down, 930. that 930 drops down to 600,000 rand, just over wow. 600,000 rand. Just by adding 1,000 rand every month. And this is where it starts getting exciting. Your 240 months that you're paying your loan over now mm-hmm. suddenly drops to 169 months. Wow. And your total savings on your bond comes to about... Just over 300,000 rand. So the total amount that you're going to be paying is a lot less. A whole lot less. So it's I'm, about 323,000 rand. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you and your listeners a question. What are you going to remember in 20 years' time? The pair of shoes that were pinching you? Or the fact that you paid your bond off sooner? Your house is yours. Yeah. Yeah. Small changes make a massive, massive difference to a person's long-term wealth creation. Mm-hmm. While we're on that, I want to swap that over as well, the 30-year bond. You mentioned earlier the 30-year bond. Now, you can imagine I've just shown you the difference between a, you know, 20 years and putting a 1,000 rand extra into your bond. Mm-hmm. A 30-year bond is not ideal. Um, again, all that happens is your interest rate goes up. The amount of interest, your total loan cost goes from where you were looking at 1.6 million rand for the 20 year. Yes. If you do that over 30 years, your total loan cost goes up to 2.2 million rand. <gasps> For 700 rand, 700,000 rand property. So, you know, when you start looking at buying a a house over a 30-year bond, I'd I'd consider it a little bit more carefully and not necessarily go down that. Rather, keep to the sort of 20 years. Even if you're young, even if you feel that time is on your side. Even if you're young, just purely because you're going to be paying so much extra money. Yes, yes. So is this 20-year period, um, you can also negotiate to have it uh, uh, lessened based on, based on how much you're able to pay. Yeah. Not just go for that, but say, I want to do this in 10 years. This is how much I'm willing to pay every month. So, so that is a definitely an option. The other option is to do it over 20 years um, and then just put that extra money into your bond. Because As you can. Remember, we've spoken a couple of previously about having an emergency fund. Yes. A bond is a place to keep your excess surplus cash. So, you know, you're going to keep that three-month salary available. So put, if you were going to only, if you were, let me try and explain this carefully, if you were going to pay over 10 years, 15,000 rand, but over 20 years, 10,000 rand, that 5,000 rand difference, put that into your bond mm-hmm. so that you are building up your three months reserves and that type of thing. Oh, wow. Right. We are taking your calls. Um, and I think it's important that we uh, be clear on what the possibilities are as far as property being a long-term investment. It's 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. What would you like to know as far as ensuring that uh, your property works for you with Esther Oshu is from FNB's Be Financially Smart team um, and uh, we're getting the lowdown about how we can smarten up and make it work for us so and I want to hear your stories because it's often these stories that make us sit up and get serious about how we're managing our money. We've had fantastic uh, uh, stories before, but how have you managed uh, your bond repayments? Do you have a property success story, perhaps? Maybe you started early, uh, finished paying for your first property quite early, went on to your second one. How is that working for you, the property game and investing? It's 011-883-0702 and 31702 for your SMSs. Zania Musaka. Lines are always open on 011-883-0702. So, Esther, before we take our calls, um, what steps should we take to get the most out of our property investment? The first one, and this is something that is been alluded to throughout the season, is understand what you can afford. Yeah. Do your budget properly. 
Um, make sure that if you have got a bond payment of 7,000 rand a month that you can cover it. And that's taking into account a little bit of extra spending money. You know, you're gonna, there's other costs that's involved with the house. There's rates and taxes that you need to pay. There's electricity that you need to pay. There's insurance that you need to make. We often pay. go for the maximum, in fact. No. So we should go on the, for, for, uh, the lower affordability. Abs- absolutely. So do that budget thing, that negotiable, the non-negotiable side of your budget and be realistic about it. Right. You know, you're not going to spend 150 rand a month on, on rates and taxes and electricity and all of that. Mm. So do that affordability. And if you do get a rate from the bank, say for instance, the bank gives you 10%, don't work on an affordability of 10%. Work on as if there's been a sudden shock in the system and the interest rate goes through. So work on 11% as the interest rate. So if there is something that happens in the system and the rate does go up, that you're not caught short. So that's the first thing is the affordability. Mm. The second thing is, and this is alluding to what you said earlier, is don't, if you can afford a property of 800,000, don't buy one because there's all those other costs that need to come in. Rather buy one that's 775,000 or mm-hmm. 750,000. Make sure that you've got that little bit of extra. Right, um, that room. Yeah. And then it, <laughs> this is something that I'm, I'm always on about is, is trying to impress people. Mm-hmm. You know, rather take that extra money, put it into your bond. Don't have the flashy cars. Don't have the flashy shoes, the clothing, all of that. Put that money into your bond because that's the true key to proper wealth creation. Uh, and this is if you're fortunate enough to have a rental property or something, or at least have a, um, a little cottage on the property, rent it out. Put that money into your bond. Right. Thousand rand, one thousand, two thousand rand into your bond makes a significant impact mm. over the long term scale of the bond. Yeah, that's not uh, dinner money. <laughs> Put it into the bond. Uh, let's go to you, Moiketsi. You're calling from uh, Rudy Ports. Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome. What's your bond or investing story in property? No, uh, what I wanted to check is uh, if I've got a bond for 20 years and I managed to collect some cash wherever, then I've got physical cash to pay it off. Mm-hmm. Is there any settlement discount that a bank could do? That's Take it, I've got a bond of a million. That's, I, uh, so the one uh, thing... Sorry, I'm interrupting. The one thing that you will get is you'll get a, a, a sort of a discount in terms of the interest that you're paying off early. Um, but a, an absolute settlement amount, that's something that you need to chat to your bank about individually. I've already gone through that process already, but now I'm told the balance that I see onto my onto uh, onto the statement is a settlement then i don't understand if i'm if i'm to pay a bond for 20 years and i grab money today i've got money to go and pay it off yeah and then i want to get a discount there is no such a discount in the bank no so it's just the interest that you you'll be saving on yeah try and negotiate around the kind of interest you'll be saving on Okay. Yes. Mokitsi, thank oh. you. A lucky man that he's able mm. to uh, just uh, squash it right now. Um, Johan in Pretoria, hello. Good, uh, good afternoon, Azania, and, and good afternoon to your guest. Mm. Um, I've been listening to, to the discussion with much interest because I have uh, three children that, uh, that I had to take through this process when they entered the professional, professional mm-hmm. life. And um, one of them being an actuary, and uh, we sat down. We made a good analysis of the of this whole uh, idea of whether, in fact, it is always true that um, it's not a good idea to be renting mm-hmm. because you're paying off somebody else's bond. Mm-hmm. And whereas I can see that at, at at entry levels, really entry levels in in the in the residential market, say below a million, that there could be a case for 
for what your, your speaker is saying, get into the market as soon as possible, et cetera, et cetera. But when you move a little bit higher, higher. than that, yeah. it is not an automatic given mm. that it's always a good idea to, to, to buy a property, mm-hmm. especially if you're not going to be staying in that property for at least a six to eight year period of time, because that's about as long as it's going to take you mm-hmm. to actually uh, uh, make up for all the costs that uh, that that your 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 guest has also mentioned, mm-hmm. but also including things like um, uh, estate agent costs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Because given the market like it is at the moment, and like it has been uh, basically since 2007, it is going to be uh, very unlikely that you are going to have a growth in the price of your of your property mm-hmm. of more than the inflation rate. And we all know that the inflation rate is less than the interest rate that you pay to the bank. So, uh, uh, so, it, so it's about the inflation rate or just above the inflation rate right. or just below the inflation rate will be the growth in the price of your property or the increase in value of your property. Mm. At the same time, you're paying 10% if you get prime rate uh, uh, interest on, on, on your bond. So it isn't always an automatically given that you need to get in. What is a given is that you should pay every cent that you have, as your guest is saying, into your bond to bring that debt down as soon as possible. Absolutely, Johan. I've also heard uh, similar arguments that in certain categories or certain uh, uh, price ranges, mm. it is most uh, valuable, mm. or, or rather, you, you, your return or your investment will be much more than in other price categories. Yeah, Johan, thank you for that. You've brought up a couple of very, very valid points. And, you know, as is departure point, we need to look at what segment you're dealing with. Yes. Um, obviously, the high income earners and the high level segment, there's different considerations that are, uh, that are applicable. Um, I like the seven to eight years that you mentioned. It's very valid. Again, in the low end of the market, your rates and taxes are things that you need to take into account. Whereas in the upper rental market, that's normally included already in your yes. rental. Yes. Just on that, rentals tend to go up by 10% per annum. So that could exponentially affect start after a couple of years becoming quite expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that negates the effect of buying early. So there's pros and cons to both art, uh, to both sides of the story. And mm-hmm. I'm not an actuary and I haven't done the actuarial calculations as Johan's and his family has done. But I... Again, I would say the earlier that you get in, depending obviously what segment you're in, it's rather better to buy than to leave it later. Um, yeah, it depends on the segment. That argument applies the, to a particular segment. You know, if you're looking at someone that's going to be buying a three million rand property first, or maybe they need to consider renting first. But uh, again, depends entirely on everyone's circumstances. Right. But mostly it's the earlier the better. And then uh, NSMS says we put an extra every month and it does make a huge difference. Emergency fund into bond. How do you get it out when you need it? Ours is not an excess bond. Uh, we have 100,000 on our emergency fund. Should we put this into our bond? So coming back to the question of using yeah. uh, your bond uh, with um, that three months income that we yeah. talked about, the emergency savings. So yes, again, that would be your three months would go in there if you have got an access bond. If you haven't got an access bond, you now have to re, re um, loan out against it. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that you make sure that if you don't have an access bond or an access type bond, that three month savings would normally go into a money market fund or a money market account, okay. which is easy to access. Okay. But again, if you have got an access bond, mm. great to get in there. If you look at your money market rates are sitting at about 7%, your bond is about 10%. So you know, you're losing a bit of money if you keep in the money market as, mm, opposed, to your as bond. opposed to the bond. Okay. But again, make sure that you have got that access bond. Yes, yes. Uh, Lorna and Centurion, hi. Hi, 
Uh, hello. Um, I've got two rental properties. Mm-hmm. We retired now and got just two very good tenants that are far more than what the bond is. Mm. But I, I don't want those bonds to finish. In other words, when it, it got below 10,000, then I drew out a lump sum just to push it up a bit so that uh, I keep that reserve um, for emergencies. And, um, and am I doing the right thing? Or, yeah. or That's a good question, Lorna, because it's also come up on Twitter. Aisha says, I was told never to really settle bonds. Yeah. You might need funds again. Keep minimal balance uh, to save registration. Absolutely. So it is an easy access way and just it is a way that you can diversify into other asset classes as well, bearing okay. in mind that you want to make sure that you can still pay the payment. So to our caller that came in now, if that's where you're going to keep your emergency funds, that's great. Um, but just bear in mind that you will need to then pay off that uh, that bond if you do loan up against it. And to the point that I had earlier is you don't necessarily want to take debt into retirement right. if you've got other sources Unless of income. Unless she says they're both retired or yeah. yeah, with these two rental properties. So many interesting comments. One says your guest mentioned that we can put extra cash into our bonds as a sort of emergency fund. Will the bank charge me interest should I one day decide to withdraw from it? Should I not rather save the extra cash in an investment or savings account? Very, very good question. So again it depends entirely and I can talk to what the rules are at FNB. The rules in FNB are that if you put money into your access bond and you leave it there, you actually get credit, interest credit for the time that that money is lying in your bond. Mm. So your bond, the outstanding interest on your bond is calculated daily, compounded monthly. So if you're sitting with extra money in that bond, you can actually get the credit for the outstanding balance Fantastic. on the bond. When you do draw it out, yes, your repayment is going to change because now they, it's not there anymore yes. and all of that. So it is a nice place to put it and there's a, a and good there's saving. Interest. Mm. Mm. And one says, uh, just switched my mortgage deal today for the property I own in the UK, which I bought at 28 and astounded by the difference. My interest rate is is, uh, what, 1.99% and the value of the property has increased by 15% yeah. in the two years that I have owned it. And I think it's these kind of success stories <laughs> that make you want to uh, go the extra mile and keep adding a little bit more money. Another one says, every bonus I get, I put into my bond. I reduced a 10-year bond to 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So those are the success stories that uh, make us really yeah. uh, disciplined and dedicated. So those are some of the things you need to be aware of if you're going to into the property game and uh, 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 ways in which you can use property investment as part of your long-term strategy. So um, let's look at the competition for this week. Um, What is the question? Uh, But to enter, I'll get the question from Esther in a short while. To enter, you need to be 18 years or older. You need to be a South African citizen, but you don't need to be a uh, an F&B client. So you need to tune in every week and answer the questions correctly. So make sure that it's a date at 2.30 every Monday. Dial star 120 star 387 hash and then follow the prompts. And then the Be Financially Smart team announces the winner in the first week of every month. But for more information and to also just keep the conversation going to ask those very specific questions to your circumstance, uh, you can get in touch with the team on Facebook. Um, it is at BFS Education and Terms and Conditions Apply. So just enter Be Financially Smart. You'll find the page and of course uh, other bits of uh, information based on the past couple of weeks' uh, conversations. But Esther, what's today's question? 
The question today is, you can only pay lump sums to your bond annually to reduce your interest and loan term. True or false? Mm-hmm. There you go. So to stand a chance to win 5,000 Rand, answer the question. Dial star 120 star 387 hash. Thank you so much, Esther. Thank you very much. Be financially smart. It's not how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Brought to you by FNB. How can we help you? Hashtag be financially smart.